Welcome to our study of patterns found in God's Word. Today is not going to be a pattern found in, in the scriptures. Today we're going to look at the birthday of Jesus. It's more of a research. It's a more of a discovery. Um, but I think it's really important to put it out there because the whole idea that we're trying to do is get you to memorize scripture, get you to study scripture on a lot deeper basis than a lot of people have been doing. So let's take a look at Jesus' birthday. Galatians chapter 4, 4 says, When the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. What we need to see from this is God does things specifically. He doesn't do things randomly. When the time is right, he's going to bring his son into the world. So God's not the God of chaos. He's the God of pattern. And that's important to note when you're studying Jesus' birthday. Because a lot of people want to go with December 25th, January 6th. But a lot, you hear nowadays a lot of complaints that it was winter time, and there's no way he was born in the winter time. The shepherds were in the field. They're not going to be in the field when it's raining. A lot of people want to go with the fall of the year. Some want to go with the spring. But what I don't understand is why don't we go to the Bible and ask the scriptures, when, did Jesus, when was Jesus born? Can we reason from the text? And that's a really key word that you need to see that Paul uses a lot. Acts 17.2, according to Paul's custom, he went to them for three Sabbaths, reasoned with them from the scriptures. Look at the Old Testament. Look at the life of Christ. Do you not see that this he is the fulfillment of? And that's how he reasoned with them. The Bereans, more noble than the Thessalonians, went home and they looked at the Old Testament, studied it out to say, yes, what Paul is saying is true. And then they became Christians. And he does the same thing in 1717 here. He was reasoning with them in the synagogue with the Jews and the God-fearing Gentiles. Paul was so good at proving who Christ was from the Old Testament, they decided, well, there's only one thing we can do with this man. If you can't win the argument, then you have to kill your opponent. And that's what they were plotting to do all the time throughout the book of Acts was to kill Paul because he was too good at reasoning. And that's what we need to be. We need to know our Bible so that we can reason with people. So, how do we understand Jesus' birthday? Well, from Luke, Mr. Precise, when he began his ministry, Jesus himself was about 30 years of age, being as was supposed the son of Joseph. What Luke is saying here, he's 30 when he's starting off. Now, some people say, oh, well, this means he was 34, 35. No, it was about 30. Now, this is something to look into when you're looking at, at the book of Luke. He is so precise. I mean, he's talking, when, when Gabriel goes to Mary, it was when Elizabeth was in her sixth month. That's when Mary got pregnant. And then Mary went up to see her, and she stayed for about three months. Luke has done his research. A decree went out from Caesar Augustus when Jesus became 12 years old. Not about when he became 12, then his parents took him up to the Passover. This verse right here has been under such attack. Why? Because there is so much information. When people want to destroy the Bible, they go after Luke. Because his statements are so precise about who ruled and when they ruled. In the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, Herod, Tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip, Tetrarch of the region of Iturea, you know, he goes on in such depth, challenging you to say, prove me wrong. So, why was he saying Jesus was about 30 when he began? 
Well, I believe it's because the question is, when did Jesus begin? Did he, does he begin his ministry at the temptation of Satan? Because as soon as Jesus is baptized, he's off for 40 days and tempted by Satan three times. Or was it after he came back, he gathered up some disciples, and then he went back to Galilee, probably to say goodbye to his mom because he's going to begin his ministry. And it's there at the wedding that he does his first miracle. At the end of this lesson, I was teaching one Sunday, a, a young man came up to me afterwards, and he pointed this out to me. He said, in John 2, 4, Jesus says, Woman, what does that have to do with us? My hour has not yet come. If you look at a lot of commentaries, people will say he's talking about his death. But in John chapter 4, which is not but a month later, as Jesus is leaving Jerusalem to go back up to Galilee, he meets a Samaritan woman at the well. And he says to her, an hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father. Could it be that he was talking to his mother that his hour was his ministry? And it hadn't yet come because he had not yet turned 30. And he had not yet kicked it off. Then he goes down to, from the wedding, he goes down to Capernaum and then over to Jerusalem. Where, at the, at the temple, he clears it right before the Pentecost. Right after he turns 30 years old. So Luke says, he's about. So I believe we can reason his birthday is around the time of the Passover. But here's the question, why 30 years old? From the scriptures. Numbers chapter 4, verse 3. Here we have the, the, consensus, the census of taking the descendants of Levi. And every time they were doing it, from Kohath, the Merirites, and the Gershonites, and the Levites, they're always numbered from 30 years of age and upward to 50 years old. All who enter the services to do the work in the tent of meeting. If you're going to work for God, if you're going to be a teacher... You have to be 30 years of age to 50. You cannot be a teacher until you're 30. They're not going to listen to you when you're 29 or you're 28. So Jesus had to wait until his 30th birthday when now the, the Jews are going to listen to him. Now he can become a rabbi. So when's his birthday? Well, okay, we know it's around the Passover. Let's go back to Luke chapter 2. His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the Passover. And when he became 12, they went up according to the custom of the feast. Jesus is 12. We're going, time to go to a Passover, custom of the feast. Custom of the feast from Deuteronomy 16, 16 is all your men, three times in a year, all males shall appear before the Lord your God at the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which is the Passover, at the Feast of Weeks, the Pentecost, and the Feast of Booths. That's when those three feasts have to be celebrated by all the males of the Jewish nation. So when, are you, when do you become a man? Well, your mother is your teacher until you're weaned, which is approximately two years old. Your father now becomes your teacher until you're 13. And once you turn 13 is what we call your bar mitzvah. Bar means son, mitzvah, commandments. Now you become an active member of the Sanhedrin, the Jewish community. On your 13th birthday, you become a man. Now you can participate in a synagogue. Until then, you weren't allowed to talk. You weren't allowed to read. You couldn't participate. But on your bar mitzvah, now you're able to stand up and be counted. You can't be a teacher, but you certainly are an active part of the congregation. Now, the Lord's Passover, 
we need to take a quick look at, which is recorded in Exodus 13, 1 to 3. On the 10th of the first month, they are each one to take a lamb for themselves, according to their father's household. Your lamb shall be unblemished, male, a year old, and you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel is to kill it at twilight. That's the Passover to celebrate when God delivered them from the death angel by sacrificing a lamb and painting your doorpost with its blood. And Jesus is the lamb of God. And a perfect lamb, since it's got to be a year old, would be born on the 10th to be selected on the 10th. Jesus being that perfect lamb of God, as John says in, one, in John 1.36, John the Baptist says, behold the lamb of God. Therefore, we can reason that Jesus was born on the 10th of Abib, four days prior to the Passover. If not, then Jesus as a child disobeyed his parents because he was 12 when he went up to the Passover. And when it was done, they were leaving Knowing him to be the obedient child, they expected him to be in the caravan, headed back to Galilee with them. But after a day's journey, they looked for him and they couldn't find him. So they come back to Jerusalem and spend three days in Jerusalem looking for their son. Can't find him till they finally come to the temple. And there's Jesus asking questions and giving answers concerning the scriptures. And notice what his mom says here in Luke chapter 2, verse 48. When they saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said, "Why, son, why have you treated us this way? Behold, your father and I have been anxiously looking for you. I don't know how many kids wouldn't get beaten by their parents if they disappeared for five days in this generation today. Jesus disappears for five days that's disobedience. That's a sin. But Jesus was no longer a child because he had turned 13 and he had celebrated his bar mitzvah. And he turns to them and says, well, why is it you're looking for me? Did you not know I had to be about my father's affairs, about my father's business? Because he is now an active part of the Jewish community. He's not under his parents' watchful eye anymore. He is now a man and, and identified as such. Jesus couldn't ask a question of the synagogue. Jesus turns 13, and he's five days in the temple, five days questioning these elders, questioning these leaders, questioning the high priest. He had to have been there because everybody would have been talking about this little 13-year-old who was just amazing for the questions and the answers that he is purporting for us at this period in time. And his parents show up and they say, well, we better leave. And off they go with Jesus. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and he continued in subjection to them. So now he's going to subject, subject himself, not stand up as the firstborn and now I'm a man, but now he's going to continue to obey his parents until uh, and, and he turns 30 years old when his ministry begins. Now here's kind of an interesting one. John the Baptist was six months older than Jesus as we know from the Gospel of Luke. If Jesus was born on the 10th of Abib, then John had to be born on the 10th of Tishri. Is, does that make a difference? Well, I think it does, because the 10th of Tishri is the Day of Atonement. Leviticus chapter 23, verse 26. And on his birthday, 
John came into the district around the Jordan preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. On the Day of Atonement is the day the high priest enters into the Holy of Holies once a year to get the forgiveness of all of Israel's sins. And that's exactly what John's doing at the Jordan. And that would be in the fall of the, the year in, in September. So is anything done um, randomly? Well, when you start studying the scriptures and getting really deep, you see that God's got purpose and there's symbolism in absolutely everything. And God takes advantage of all that symbolism to help bring home the message to each and every one of us. So in 26 AD, the 15th year of Tiberius, John starts baptizing on his birthday in September, October. In February of that next year, in 27, in this, the, the, the late winter, early spring, Jesus becomes immersed and then anointed with the Holy Spirit. Disappears for 40 days, tempted by Satan. And when he comes back, that's at the beginning of the Gospel of John, John the Baptist says, Behold the Lamb of God, because he hasn't seen him for the 40 days that Jesus disappeared. Well, he gathers his disciples there in John chapter 1, and then off they go up to the wedding, probably around March 24th. The dates are... Uh, irrelevant, but they're just to help to give you an idea of what we're doing right here and how we're going through this time. He goes to the wedding, and then after the wedding, they go down to Capernaum, where he's going to leave his mom in Capernaum, uh, and that's where he works out of. And then he walks along a beach, and he sees these fishermen, whom he had already met down in Jerusalem with John the Baptist, and he calls them, follow me. And so down they go to Jerusalem, March 31st, April 5th of that year of 27 was the year of the, was the 10th of the bib. That's when Jesus celebrates his 30th birthday. And the next day, he goes in and clears the temple, officially starting his ministry. And let me share this one last one with you, and that's his last week. And I think this is very important. On the Saturday before Jesus is crucified, we find him in Jericho. Mark chapter 10, 46 says he's leaving Jericho and heading up to Bethany. Well, we know he's not going to travel on a Saturday because that's forbidden. So he's leaving there on the Sunday. So the Sunday would be the 9th. He travels to Bethany. John chapter 12, verse 1 says, six days before the, the Passover, Jesus arrives at Bethany, where he's entertained by Mary and Martha and Lazarus. And that's where they have the meal. That's where Mary anoints his feet with the oil. That's where Judas complains, why waste such expensive perfume on Jesus? And Jesus responds by saying, let her save it for my burial. Six days before. So it would be Sunday. Then it would be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is the sixth day. That was the 14th. Monday is the day that he rides into Jerusalem on the donkey and everybody's singing Hosanna. Monday is the 10th of Abib. That's his birthday. That's the day all of Jerusalem picks the sacrificial lamb to get their sins forgiven. That's what's happening in the triumphal entry. There was no time to do anything else, so Tuesday he comes back and that's when he cleanses the temple for the second time. Wednesday is a massive teaching. And then this is interesting. Wednesday night, he's back up to Bethany, and now he's at Simon the leper's house. His last meal before the Passover, and what's he doing? He's going into a leper's house. Leper's house has to be the poorest of poor people because they have no job, they have no income. <clears throat> Excuse me. So he's now sharing this last night 
with Simon the leper. And in comes Mary. And now this time she breaks that jar and she pours it on his hair, preparing for the burial. Judas doesn't say a word, but the disciples now complain. Judas complained because he wanted to sell it for the money that he could steal. The disciples are complaining. Why? Because it's in a leper's house. This is more money than a leper would see in a lifetime. That's why they complain. Mary breaks the jar. So Judas has no opportunity of getting this jar and selling it. That's why she breaks it, and Judas doesn't say a word on the Wednesday night. Thursday, time for preparation. And then Friday, here comes Friday. You need to remember Friday starts at Thursday at 6, Thursday night at 6. So you have the Passover meal, you have the arrest overnight, the trials, and then the crucifixion. He's on the cross by 9 o'clock in the morning, dies at 3. So from Friday at 3 p.m. until Sunday, 6 p.m., Jesus, Jesus is in Hades. Okay? Sunday morning, he rises on the third day. Luke 24, 1 and 2, and the first day of the week, Jesus rises. We, we celebrate. We, we have our worship on the first day of the week when Jesus rose from the dead. And that's very important. Pentecost always falls on Sunday. And another interesting Sunday that you need to note to make it three is the first day of creation was Sunday when God decided to create this entire world and put his plan into action. It was on the first day of the week, the Sunday. Some people want to argue with you that Jesus was crucified on Thursday or Wednesday. Let me say this. It says he rises on the third day. He rose on Sunday. If he was crucified on Friday, the first day, in the grave on in Saturday, and then rises on Sunday, that's the third day. If you crucify him on Thursday, you've got him rising on the fourth day, which makes no sense at all. Acts 17.2, according to Paul's custom, he reasoned with them from the scriptures. When was Jesus born? I think you can reason from the scriptures that Jesus was born on the 10th of Abib, four days before the Passover when they executed him. The very day Israel was selecting a lamb for the sacrifice to deliver them from the angel of death is the day that Jesus was born. Next year, 2015, uh, it falls on March 31st, and the Passover falls on April 4th of 2015. Interesting thoughts. Thank you for watching.